The Bite Goes On is up next, but first, check out this other great show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Destination Eat Drink. I'm Brent Peterson from Destination Eat Drink, the travel podcast for foodies. This week, we're sampling paella, vermouth, and an eggplant recipe from 500 years ago. We're in Spain, virtually. Download Destination Eat Drink today on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Hi, and welcome to The Bike Goes On. This is Brian Casey with Sonda Bernstein. Oh my God, I didn't get a single adjective. Oh, hi, Brian. Happy... Day number 89. 8,751 of SIP, PPP, PPE, COVID-19. Black t-shirt. Yeah. I I did shower today. That was good. I've showered twice (laughs) since this went down. I'm saving so much money on water and and I'm barely changing clothes. So my wife doesn't have to do any laundry. That's awesome. (laughs) Anyway, this is really fun. This is like a reunion of sorts. We've got um, an old friend, Christian Renosa, on the show. Renoso, Renoso. Renoso. You got it, you got it. Hi, everybody. Hello. Thank you for having me. We're so happy. Um, Boy, okay, I'm going to just get this out of the way right now. That puppy is so damn cute. It it is making me insane. <laughs> right? He's so, he's so cute. Um uh yeah, he is a three now three month old chug, uh, which is a half chihuahua, half chug. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I had never heard of that one. I haven't either. That, what, that's yeah. what a great name. A chug. Yeah, and his name's Albie, uh, <laughs> short for Albion, oh. uh, which is uh, kind of a variety of strawberry, uh, and he likes uh-huh. to eat strawberries, so. What? Yeah, <laughs> he munches on them, he loves them. But he's sleeping right now. He was, uh, he was being really cute this morning and then was acting up and then we had to like put him in his crate because he was just being really whiny. Being Very puppy. puppy-like. <laughs> being a puppy. <laughs> Puppies are hard, seriously. I mean, rugby is already over a year, which is amazing to me. But oh my God, that dog peed in my house for so long. Yeah. I just yeah. no matter what I did. What is he? Is he a... He's a, the... he's a multi-poo. Multi-poo, yeah. Yeah. Cool. And, um... <laughs> I remember, I remember Sophie. I'm not sure if she's still around, but like... Oh. Sophie died, but I have Remy who looks exactly the same as Sophie. <laughs> and it was so funny. I was on one of my walks this week and um, walking, I walk around like Armstrong, you know, is near my house, this area. And this guy is walking and he has a beautiful Wheaton that he's walking and I've got the Wheaton and, and rugby. And Remy is just like looking at this dog. And I'm like, wow, your dog is beautiful. And he's like, yeah, this is, um, he's like, where'd you get your dog? I said, oh, Mike and Brian. And he's like, well, this is Breeze. Well, it Breeze is Remy's grandmother. No way. Yeah, <laughs> and they knew, they knew actually Breeze has spent the night here a few times. They're oh, very wow. sweet. The guys are nice. Like they, I'm sure they're lending this guy the dog. You know, yeah. they lent me the dog when Sophie passed away. Um, yeah, they're just so sweet. But yeah, Grandma. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and he was really like, I keep um, Remy in a, you know, like a puppy cut still. And yeah. um, Breeze is like full on, perfectly wheat and groom. You know, and yeah. so that means really long beard hair. You know, really long eye hair. Yeah, uh-huh. not my thing, but yeah. It was, it was oh my gosh. Fun. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. I mean, Christian, like I I totally I couldn't remember where you started, um, where you were. Oh, oh, I want to go back before this though. So Saul from Cafe La Haye wanted to wanted me to know where was your parents' restaurant? 
it was uh, where William Sonoma is. Uh, so it was before when William Sonoma took over that whole building. Um, it was in it was where the five nine nine Thai restaurant was. So it's but so um, before Junie. Before yes yeah it was it closed uh, when I was like what eight or nine. Okay. So in ninety-five, it was called La Vina. La Vina. La Vina. Mm -hmm. like, and I remember when it was open, there was a there was maybe a some of the small uh, store next store next door that um, that sold you know Sonoma Valley uh, postcards and kind of little trinkets and stuff. Um, but it was, yeah, it was in between that store and the post office. It was on okay. the far end. Yeah. yeah. And that sounds Italian. Is that, a, was that Italian? No, it's, um, it sounds Italian. It's, uh, it's, it means the vine in Spanish. Um, oh, got it. Okay. Um, uh, but it was uh, Spanish, um, a little bit of Peruvian, Mexican, a little all over the place. Wow. Um, yeah, I know, which is kind of a lot. I when, I when I think about it, like if I were to ever open up a restaurant, it would never be like cuisines from three different nations. Um, <laughs> well, you do you do like they did at MacArthur Place. You call it Mediterranean, which basically covers Greece, Italy, Spain, France, California. I mean, you name it. Sure. We're all Mediterranean. If you consider yeah. the climate, but Peru is not in the Mediterranean. So, yeah, so it's yeah. kind of like... <laughs> it's like Latin America, yeah. South America, and yeah. Mediterranean. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure why. You know, I, I talked to my parents about it a little bit and why they just didn't focus on, like, say, Mexican food. Um, uh, they had some friends that had a Peruvian restaurant in San Francisco at the time. I think it might be still around. It was called Fresca. Um, and... They got a lot of consultation from from them, and I think even about the menu. So it ended up translating to that on the menu and the cuisine being kind of multinational. Um, and then I have a theory that back then, like I don't know, maybe I don't know, the early '90s, that back then just having like a Mexican restaurant, like you might want to brand it as like Spanish as well, so have more people come in. Um, kind of have a bigger audience, um, but I'm not sure. Yeah, it was a it was a fun time of my life. I remember being there every single day. Um, Did you know after school? Uh, yeah, when I was in kindergarten and first grade, I think second grade too. Um, but yeah, I was I would be there every single day, kind of hiding underneath tables, like <laughs> jumping out, doing a little goofball. They had a little back uh, room for me with a TV that I would, you know, watch cartoons. The very small kitchen. I've been in that kitchen. Yeah, small. Very um, small. Um, yeah, I miss it. What well, was Sandra? What what took over um, well, after the restaurant? Yeah, um, it's just really weird because it was five five nine who used to own. Isan on Highway 12. So Junie, who I, it was very, very weird. The guy I moved here with in 1993, um, a mutual friend, Junie was a mutual friend of ours from Los Angeles. So it was just really, really bizarre. But anyway, she was at Isan, she sold it to her sister, and then she moved it to that location. Then when she moved again, Rob Larman and his partner opened La Poste. Oh. And they were there until, no, another uh, one came yeah. after La Poste, I think. Actually, yeah. what was after La Poste now? Because it was another Thai restaurant, I think. Was it? I don't know. Now I like really don't know. Oh, you know. No, I don't know. 
Did it just get, and then did it just get leveled for William Sonoma to come yeah, in? Yeah, at that point, they like worked on the deal for a long time to get um, both restaurants out on either side. The middle, I think, wasn't the middle a frame shop or the end was the frame shop? And I don't remember. I yeah. Don't, I wish I could remember more. I wish we were back in those days, man. It was such <laughs> a different place. It was such a different time. Yeah. Like, I can't believe I thought things were complicated way back when compared to now. It's like, yeah. wow. I, I say to my former self, dear, you don't know what complicated is. Right. You no, know, I say, sister, you don't know what complicated <laughs> is. That's what I say. Wouldn't it be what nice to be at a state doing pizza and Pinot on Tuesday nights and sitting out on the patio? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. $10 a person. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Ten dollars. I can't imagine now. Wow. Oh, what now it's the... forty-five dollars. Now it's <laughs> You get a whole yeah. bottle of wine, though. Not for me. From no. the people that are there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. Ramekins owners yeah, now. People. Yeah. But um, yeah. and then you know, lots of stuff had happened. But then the the time that I saw you, well, I've seen you, but you asked me to be a pickle judge. Yeah. For the Good Food Awards. And that was so fun. But I never got asked back. So I must have been a really bad judge. <laughs> Wait, but go back for um, a second there. Christian. Yeah, for people why, who don't know what that is. Well, well, no. I mean, why are you asking some number one, what are you doing with pickles? And then number two, why are you asking Santa on to a pickle company? I had no a pickle shit. company for um <laughs> Gosh, it was uh, during the last recession, during 2008. Um, I started a pickle company. Um, it was called The Uncommon Pickle. And yeah, I got really into canning and fermenting and um, all that kind of stuff. And for a while, I had, we had, my husband and I, um, we had our pickles in like a dozen stores. That's awesome. Uh, people were reordering them, and we were like, why are they reordering them? <laughs> like, <laughs> we have to make more now and <laughs> more work. Yeah, um, you wanted a one-time thing, huh? <laughs> yeah, it was fun, and then it actually became more like a job. And then, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, I invited Sandra to uh, judge uh, for the Good Food Awards uh, because I got involved with them uh, for their pickle category and helping out. They're very, very good uh, organization. I appreciate them a lot. And I remember the very first year they started. And actually, I think it wasn't the first year. The second year we got a good food award. Well, John did for his COPA. Mm. And we never entered anything after. We just wanted to go out with an award <laughs> and not take a chance if yeah. it happened again. But I remember, you know, like, I think Alice Waters still does the, um, you know, the, the big speech, but he got his award. Bruce Adele put the thing around his neck. It was yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really special. It's like, you know, it's like the Oscars uh, for food products. Yeah. Um, this year is going to be weird. Uh, I heard that the judging is going to be remote and I'm not sure how that's gonna work. Hey, if they can do the if they can do the voice in American Idol um yeah. remotely we <laughs> yeah. can, we can Oh the voice was completely done by uh, Microsoft Teams actually scrambled to get um software um wow. available for them so that they could do the shows. My my wife was working with some people that were working with the software and um yeah they, they just had people do it at home and it and it completely changed the the show because normally there it's a big audience and so this became a, very, a much more intimate thing because the people were at home and they would send them microphones and and then you could tell who had a really nice house and then the people that use oh. like these really cheesy <laughs> virtual backgrounds because their house wasn't as nice um, oh yeah yeah it completely I'm changed sure. the show. I'm not sure if you guys watch um, any reality TV, um, but I've been watching. I've been watching uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, and is that uh, fun? Because I've never watched that. Oh, it's amazing! You have to watch it. Okay, Ru RuPaul um, is a national treasure. I just have <laughs> to say that, good. like, 
he Absolutely. is he, he's amazing and that the fact that he started in like punk bands like and he just loved dressing up and he, he was not really into the drag scene it, he used to dress up because he was in these punk bands and he got so much attention for dressing up and all that that just sort of changed the yeah. the trajectory of his career but my daughter knows him because she used to watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh my God, I thought you were going to say <laughs> person. And I'm like, how does your daughter no. know this guy? No, he was in Sabrina oh, the really? Teenage Witch in like the other oh, realm. Yeah. He's like one of the judges whenever there's like a, a thing where... And the new uh, one or the... No, the, no, this is, this is the old one. one. Yeah. yeah, she watches yeah. some of those old shows. And so then the first time she saw him, she was like, wait a minute, that looks like... And I'm like, yep, that's RuPaul. <laughs> That's yeah, oh, it's amazing. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like, you know, it's all the all the drag queens like on Zoom, just like we are right now, talking to Rue uh, and having a recap of the season and joking. It's it's pretty hilarious, actually. Oh, it's my God. Really candid. The other yeah. day, um, so I downloaded Quibi. It's the new, um, it's for your iPhone or your phone or Android. And it was a major new technology. I mean, it's just like five minute, four minute episodes. Jeffrey Katzenberg, I think, or whatever his name is, he, he put it out. And um, the other night, and so like, you can, either, depending when you go on, you either see an episode and then the next day, the next episode, but they're quick. And, or you just come on and you're like, well, I'm going to watch all 10 of them, you know? So that's like an hour. Um, okay, I'm downloading but, it right now. Oh, no. So the punk, they had a punk, like the punk thing where um, they do this whole joke. I mean, I forget what the old, did they have a punk TV show? Mm -hmm. Maybe they did. Well, now it's there. I was laughing so hysterically out loud. My dogs were like, what is she doing? I mean, I was, it's like this week of emotions, like, I mean, hilarious out, I mean, I probably woke the neighbors. It was that freaking funny. The first two episodes, then it was like, ah, it's the same. But oh my God, it was amazing. And now, now there's one with, um, this is so off topic, but now there's one with, actually, I went on because Evan Funky, who is that major pasta guy down in Los Angeles who does, um, he's got a movie out called Funky. Um, he uh -huh. is like really considered one of the best pasta makers in the country. Is that his he's, real name, Sandra? F-U-N-K-E. F-U-T-E, yeah. yeah. He has a restaurant in Venice, I think. Yes, in the LA area. Yeah. yeah. So he, his Quibi show is, or maybe it's Quibbly, I don't know, but he goes over to Italy and he goes to see all the nonas, the mamas, the grandma, and they teach him all these pasta shapes that ha are, are disappearing in, in you know, the world of food. But that's how I started. But then a new show came on. The Kardashians have a, another brother. <laughs> and they have another brother, brother that we didn't is, know of? Do you know of Kirby? No. I didn't Kirby know Kardashian? Kirby either. I think they made him up, but actually, yeah. he's Kylie's <laughs> friend. Oh my God. But I was like, this guy's a little off, but it's pretty, it's a very, it's very silly. Very. Oh my God. When you need a total brain escape, this is the stuff you go for. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But, Absolutely. um, so anyway, I digress. So we got your parents and we know about the pickles, but you left yeah. Sonoma. I remember when you decided to leave and you wanted to go to San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, you, like... I, I, yeah, exactly. I moved to Oakland, or I moved to the East Bay. Uh, okay. And I started, I wanted to continue my school at Berkeley City College. Um, and I did. Um, what were you studying? I was finishing my, I was just working towards transferring to like a state school. Um, um, and I never ended up doing that. Uh, I just kind of, uh, I kind of got just totally enamored with food and uh, focused 
on that. I, I worked at this uh, place called Market Hall Foods uh -huh. in the pasta shop for a while. Um, and I got really into just specialty food products, really good olive oils, you know, vinegars, local produce, um, just kind of building on the, my Sonoma experience. Um, and I was on the grocery team there and I was, you know, part of my responsibilities were just talking to people and, you know, if you were looking at the shelf, wondering how to use this oil, I'd, I'd, I'd pop up around the corner and be like, hi, how can I help you? Um, that kind of thing. There was a lot of really cool, uh, imported, uh, and local things in that store. Um, as well as like fresh pasta. Um, and from there, I, I kind of realized that I was like, I have so much like food knowledge. I like, I like know all about these like different food products. And I like worked in these, I worked at the Girl in the Fig. I worked at these restaurants. My parents had a restaurant, but I was like, I don't really know how to like cook. Um, and I decided kind of right, right around when I had that pickle company, and I wasn't really, really working. I, I decided to apply for a cook job at this little wine bar in, in Rockridge, which is in Oakland. Uh, and I got the job and it kind of stuck with me. I loved cooking. I loved the culture. And I had a really good chef that taught me things. And um, yeah, it was kind of stuck with me. And I've been doing food, more food things since. Wow, that's amazing. You were um, such an innocent when you left the nest. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not anymore. I don't uh, know. Well, no, now you're like an urban guy. No, you know. went from rural to urban, you know? I know I bleached my hair, too. <laughs> you bleached your hair. It looks great, though. You look great. Thank you. You look yeah. great. You guys look great. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I, you know, I, I miss Sonoma a lot. It's so amazing up there. Um, I know I think about moving back there sometime, but I do Wait have a lot 50. going. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you want to buy a restaurant, I could probably sell you a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you can't buy a house. I don't know how anyone affords to live right. in Sonoma. Mm -hmm. Freaking crazy. Yeah, it's I don't different. know. I would love to buy a house. When was the but. last time you were up here? I was there a couple weekends ago, actually. Um, I uh, was having a little social distance backyard hangout with some friends. Very nice. Yeah, it was really great to bring the puppy up there and to have him have some space to run around. Because mm -hmm. he can't really run around right now. He doesn't have all of his shots. shots. So yeah. that kind of thing. Also just nice to be in hot weather and to feel like it's yeah. summer. and. You know what it's like up there. Great. Now, so, okay, you were a cook, you were there, and then where did mm -hmm. you go? Um, and then, um, and then I started cooking uh, at this uh, Vietnamese pop-up called Rice Paper Scissors. Um, and they're two friends of mine, and Valerie and Katie, and they they started this thing where they would put little red stools like in Vietnam on the street and just pop up and cook food and sell it. Uh, and it kind of turned into, it turned into a real business for them. Um, and they had a, a brick and mortar out of this music venue called brick and mortar uh, in the mission district. And uh, they operated out of that music venue. There's a little kitchen in there and, uh, there's down dining during the day and takeout and I was there cooking making banh mi I was making wow. uh, all kinds of things it was really 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 cool mm -hmm. you know ingredients that I don't really normally work with but mm -hmm. but still really simple food that's delicious and just like fresh mm -hmm. um, and I was there for about a year and then I got a call uh, I got a call from um, this woman named Rebecca, she was my, she was, uh, she was chef at the wine bar that I worked in Oakland for a little while after the first chef left. 
Uh, and then she gave me a call and she was like, hey, like I'm at Zuni, uh, I'm back here. She had worked there for a long time, like 10 years and left and then got asked to come back after Judy passed away. And uh, she called me up and she was like, you know, I need, we need more people here. Like I would love to work with you again. And I was like, that sounds great. That's, um, you know, something like, could be my next step. And mm-hmm. you know, I started out as a, as a, a hot app sizer cook uh, and kind of worked my way up there. And I think this week would have been my five year anniversary. Wow. Did I see you there when I was there last? I can't remember. Uh, I was with my nephew. I don't, I don't think so. Huh. Unfortunately. I wonder if I even knew you were there. I don't know. Yeah. But oh, such a good reputation. And I got to tell you, the Zuni cookbook is just one of the finest cookbooks out there. Yeah. I mean, the detail and the instructions and it's very personable and she's an icon. Truly. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I had met her once um, at this olive oil tasting I went to. I used to be an olive oil taster, professional olive oil taster as well, guys. I, um, wait a minute. I saw that because I, I was, you know, we, I work for a guy named Phil Coturi, whose um, wife Arden is now an olive oil I know taster. Arden, yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. So she yeah. was on, she was on the show. And when she told us about the whole process of tasting the olive oils and how the, we were like blown away. We we had no idea that all this went on behind the scenes. We mm-hmm. just thought, you know, you slap a label on that thing mm-hmm. and you put it out. Yeah. <laughs> you can. I mean, there's no regulation, really. You can do that. Um, you, and that's what that's what this um, this nonprofit does. They're called the California Olive Oil Council. Yeah. Um, and they have Nancy people like Ash. Arden, Nancy Ash. Yeah, Nancy Ash. Um, and I, I was on that panel for almost four or five years. Wow. Um, such yeah, a such small a, world, isn't it? It's a small world. It was really cool. It was a strange hobby in a way, um, but it was paid. And I would go every Thursday and we would taste between 12 and 16 olive oils um, blinds. We would not have the labels shown to us. and. You know, we'd look for the any positive, any negative defects. We'd look for positive, fruity, pungent, bitter, mm-hmm. um, and kind of rate them. Uh, it was it was really cool. Now, we, are, we always left, are you left, like? So I always, go ahead. I was just wondering if you're like Arden now. She can't go out to eat at restaurants when she asks for olive oil. It comes and she's like, "Oh my god, this shit is like." got to be at least two years old. <laughs> I mean, um, for sure. I'm an olive oil snob, for sure. Yeah. Um, but, um, but you know, olive oil, it's just so cool. We, so in California, we grow something like 90% of, you know, the olives in the, in the country. Um, but it's still like such a small market on, on the shelf. Like there's still like, compared to like Italian or Spanish oils, it still just takes up a lot less space on the shelf. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm totally an olive oil snob. I met Arden there, I met Nancy Ash there, I met Judy Rogers there before I worked at a restaurant. Um, and yeah, it's a weird small world, right? I always wanted to work at Zuni because I used to go there um, for dinner, and then I think we used to go there for brunch because it was really good, especially after partying all night. Oh, it was, really um, good Bloody Marys there. And oh, I yeah, love the, the look of the great. restaurant, just like how, you know, the glass, and, yeah. and it wasn't mm-hmm. downtown, which I loved, you know, like you didn't have to go all the way, you know, downtown into the into the mess, uh, but just always had such a good reputation. I ended up working at, um, I worked at Specialties Cafe and Bakery for a long time. Um, oh, yeah. Right, right as you come up out of the out of the BART um, or the Muni line and then worked at for Hornblower Dining Yachts for a while out there, Pier 33. 
And, um, and then at the River Cafe and then also at Puccini and Panetti's. But I, I always wanted to work at Zuni. They just always seemed like they were always busy. They looked very professional. The food was always on point. True. All things are true. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, you know, it's a great place. Um, I really, what, I really so miss it. I miss going there every day. You were hot apps. And then, and then what is your last position? Hot apps. There was a station called Cafe that was hot apps and it only existed at night. It wasn't open. That station didn't work during the day. Um, and then I got trained on Sauté, um, on the salad station. Then um, you go from grill to oven. Um, and then they have another uh, position, I think it's specific to that restaurant called Backup, uh, where it's literally kind of like a supportive backup role uh, to the line cooks during service. So you're there's a big basement level that you do prep work and you know, you'll get a phone call from the hot app cook and be like, I'm out of, you know, I'm, I'm out of a dice zucchini or, you know, and they'll, they'll be like, you know, I'm sorry, I only have one order left and you have to drop everything you do and, you know, prep that for them. Um, because it's just kind of like the, the style of food there. It's very like simple and kind of all minute cooking and, um, you know, we try not to over prep things. So there's a, there's a reason to have that kind of position there. You also make the staff meals for everybody, which is fun sometimes. People yeah. are picky about what they eat though, mm-hmm. when they're not, even when they're not paying for it. Well, Christian, had you ever been to Toulon? Have you ever been to that Vietnamese restaurant? It's on 6th Street? Yeah, yeah, um, I love Toulon. It's like a fun little like Vietnamese uh, yeah. greasy spoon, but a little bit. I used to live at 6th and Natoma, which I don't recommend mm-hmm. for anyone. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was right down the street. And I swear for like five bucks, you got the biggest plate of food. And it was always good. Um, yeah. Ginger, oh, yeah. lemongrass, that. garlic, I mint. I love that place, yeah. I used to get my hair cut nearby there. And I'd go there afterwards and get like the, you know, the little like the fried uh pork roll special with mm. rice and mechan so good yeah grilled pork. so, so um, krisha how did you get into taking pictures because you you take the prettiest photos of food that i've ever seen oh um i don't know i just thank you i just um i just kind of i observe and i try to teach myself i you know i've got a digital SLR camera and honestly if you have a camera like that it's it's sometimes kind of hard to take bad photos um but the food looks good too though it's not just that you're taking a good photo (laughs) it's that the food looks awesome thanks is Um, this your apartment can you hold it up higher yeah yeah i'm inside that baby right now yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I got, you know, I get practice. Um, I practice a lot at home. I'm just taking a lot of, you know, photos myself of the food I make. Um, you know, and at uni, it's like a daily changing menu. So you, there's always new opportunities and new dishes to like, to photograph mm-hmm. um, and to kind of play with the different kind of plating styles um that are still in the theme of that restaurant and so i don't know i just got a lot of practice like plating food and uh plating all different kind of variations on food and then at some point i started like taking my own photos and for the recipes that i make and yeah how did you how did you um get hooked up doing recipes for the chronicle um i um it was kind of a long game. It was, um, how did that start out? I, at some point, um, uh, while at Zuni and while being a sous chef there, I wanted to also get better at, um, at get better at my, you know, food styling and also recipe development and stuff. And so I hooked up with this, um, 
with this writer and and she hired me to uh, to be her assistant. Uh, her name's Jessica Basilana, and she she's a ghostwriter and author of her own cookbooks. Um, and so I worked with her for like a year, kind of getting experience uh, testing recipes, developing them, working on photo shoots with her. Um, and I got really into it. It was a kind of fun, exciting kind of kind of like cooking but science work in a way where you're creating something that's supposed to like live live on and be something that people can reproduce and recreate mm -hmm. um and which is a lot different than you know creating a dish for a restaurant that's maybe served for one night or maybe for mm -hmm. maybe more than that but um and what did I, do? I, I started um god oh i now I'm backtracking. I'm remembering things that I like did in the past. <laughs> but I totally. I also worked at this food startup called um, Sun Basket. I used while, to do Sun Basket. Oh uh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah, they do like you know really simple. Um, they do Sun Basket is you know these like boxes of produce and you know proteins and stuff, and they have recipes in there. And I got hired as their test kitchen assistant, and for. Um, for a little while I worked there also doing that kind of work. So I got really into like writing recipes, thinking about them like in a scientific way or like kind of a uh, way that we can reproduce them. And then uh, at some point I was like, I think I can do this myself. I, and so I pitched, um, um, I pitched some ideas uh, to Edible East Bay um, and then uh, they were in the editor Cheryl was really into it and she um, I've been in the past four or five issues um, awesome others and I think also another thing in the meantime I kind of did to educate myself because food media is a lot different than working in a restaurant uh, and so I, I took this course at uh, the San Francisco cooking school called the Food Media Lab, uh, where it's a bunch of professionals uh, and who are writers or, or photographers or um, best that, restaurant in the world. Oh, Expendio de uh, Yeah, I know. Isn't that great? Oh, uh, I'll tell you my story after. Keep going. Yeah, we can. Oh, Mexico City. Um, yeah, it was. It was really cool. There was also, I don't know if you, have you heard of uh, Andrew Friedman? He does a food, food mm -hmm. podcast. He yep. was there. It was super inspiring. So I like, mm -hmm. you know, I got all these ideas. These professionals were teaching me. And then I eventually was like, you know what? I'm going to like be bold. I'm going to like, I've met the editor of the Chronicle before the food section. I'm going to email him with an idea. And he, he was into it. He, uh, That's so he awesome. It. Um, I think working at uni helps, um, probably, uh, most yeah, likely. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, uh, he left the Chronicle right before he gave me the okay. Uh, and so it, that, it took a little bit longer. It took like three or four months for me to finally get approved to have a column with the new editor. Um, but yeah, it's like a... Is the so editor like, Soleil, or is there a different food and beverage editor? Uh, it's a different Soleil. Technically, the restaurant critic, right. um, but she's I think doing more stuff that are different and different now because there's uh -huh. no restaurant open. Yeah. Um, but the food editor is uh, Tara Duggan. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Very so, yeah. cool. So yeah, um, I'm super excited to have that outlet to have like you know. Um, have a space where I can, you know, write about something that's food related and work on, especially now during like shelter in place, having like an outlet like that is great. Is it every week or every couple weeks? Uh, it's every three weeks. Every three weeks. So you have basically, are you creating a recipe from scratch like you're, or you're doing recipes that you've done in the past and you're just kind of making sure they're going to work and... Little it's a little it's a little bit of both it's like I think about like what sometimes I like look at my Instagram feed that I like I posted things like last summer 
um, or I look at, um, I save um, a menu that I've written at Zuni. That's something I've done there, it's like uh, been a menu writer. So I'll look at those and get inspired or, you know, I look at, you know, what other people are doing right now. Um, but yeah, I'll, like right now I'm working on a, a pasta recipe. It's going to be a squid, squid pasta. Mm -hmm. uh, it'll be next weekend. <laughs> That's Sandra's favorite. Squid pasta? I didn't, no, it's not. I did just say the only pasta I don't want to eat is a squid ink pasta. I think oh, I said there's, two weeks ago. There's no, no, I so, love me, no internet. Yeah, okay. it's just, I love it'll be squid. spread. Yeah, I yeah. love squid, especially if it's cooked right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but yeah, the yeah. ink stuff, I'm like, oh. No. So, okay, I have to tell you this. I love Mexico City. I, I love Mexico City too. How did you know to go to that restaurant? Um, I think a friend posted like multiple photos there and I was like, I trust this friend. This place looks great. I'm going to go there. That oh kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's so cool. Um, it, so it's called Expendio de Maiz and it's in, I think it's in Roma, um, which is, you know, one of the neighborhoods there. Um, but this is like, it decided, they've decidedly, it's like a hole in the wall. Uh, restaurant it's it literally in a garage space um and it's like almost they, all black and wood and stark there's stark but there's there's two tables that you can set at two communal tables they don't take reservations they don't have a menu they don't have electricity and you know it's like in the middle of a very urban area i didn't know they didn't have electricity i mean they might have it but they don't use it for cooking um um and you know it's, it's surrounded by restaurants that use normal modern cooking practices so there's cooking everything over live fire uh and it's like oaxacan food but it's um more i don't know they're using ingredients that are um super super local and organic and it's just so tasty. They like, you know, did you, um, when you went, did you keep asking for more food? Cause that's what I did. I was just like, yes, sure. they were like, I was by <laughs> myself. This was my last meal after yeah. a week. I ate everywhere. I mean, I mm -hmm. ate at some amazing restaurants. My very last meal, I'm like buying my gifts to go. I'm schlepping all this stuff. I'm like, I look like a bag lady. But I go to this place, and there's a seat. There's like three, four people at this one table, and there's two people at this other table. I started this table, but the sun was like right in my eyes. So I had started, I got that cute little pig tortilla that they give you first. Yeah. Um, with the cotija. And then, mm -hmm. um, you know, lady you know are you do you eat everything are you have allergies like you know we don't have a menu blah 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 i'm like no just no tripe no squid ink <laughs> i'm adding that <laughs> no insects and no brains, brains no brains yeah. <laughs> but otherwise i'm pretty good to go and so they bring me the first <laughs> course and i'm like oh my god oh my god i can't believe this is my, mm -hmm. I, I, I think if I had eaten this early in the week, I might have eaten there two more times. Though yeah. They probably wouldn't have had me, actually. <laughs> but then I'm like, they want, you want something else? I'm like, uh, hell yes, please. Yes, sir. I'll take some more. Bring me yeah, another exactly. one. Yeah, exactly. They're just like, are you still hungry? And they're like, hungry? yeah. Yeah, I'm not they hungry. You, something. I'm, you don't I'm know what not, they're going to bring, and it's delicious. Yeah, and you have to eat it. So I'm looking i'm like so blown away i like go on my phone i'm like who the frick is this guy i mean like where is this food this food why is he cooking in this hole you know yeah. i just was like so blown away and so i start reading and it says um no menu no cap no credit cards and uh -oh. i'm like oh my god and it's sunday oh uh, yeah and i i stop them halfway through a dish and i'm like so pissed off because I, I would have kept going for sure. Um, and I'm like, I am so, I, I start pulling every coin out of my bag, like literally. And I try <laughs> and tell my, my server, I'm like, or the 
or the cook, I guess the cooks bring the food out. I'm like, I don't have any more money. I'm like, I can leave all my stuff and I'll go find a bank or an ATM or the restaurant next door. Can't you work something out? Let them get you money for me. Yeah. I'm like, and he's like, it's okay. Don't worry. It's fine. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's, you don't understand. It's not fine. He's like, no lady. So happy you liked it. And I wanted to say, well, but bring me a few more plates. <laughs> and it's oh, it was, and I, it was 15 bucks. I mean, yeah. I didn't even have $15 worth of coins. It was so cheap and I had a really good beer with it. But, mm -hmm. um, but my friend who is a writer, um, a journalist in Mexico city who travels and writes, she told me okay. to go there. That sounds and, like the job. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> she, and she does it a lot with her husband and it's kind of yeah. fun, but we spent, we spent like a day and a half together and that was a trip. But um, I'm like, they, I'm like, Elsie, they do not, they do, they only take cash. I'm like, I have no cash. They wouldn't, they, they just let me go. They wouldn't let me go. And she's like, don't worry, I'll pay them this week. I don't know if she did, but just to see your picture <laughs> that made, that I can't even believe it. Yeah. I don't know how you would find it. I was going somewhere else and she said, no, don't go there. Go here. Yeah. You know, even uh, it's just an example of how rich that city is in food. Just above that restaurant is another rest another restaurant that's really good, too. What do you um, mean above it? Above it. There's another restaurant. Um, like a called, second level? Like a second level. Yeah, I guess there's a stairway that you walk up. I forget what it's called. I think it's called El Farnita, maybe. Um, and they make, um, it's a beautiful restaurant, and they make all kinds of different, like, vegetarian tacos. I had a, uh, a hydrated, uh, maybe it was fresh, actually. It was fresh hibiscus um, taco with garlic and cheese. Um, it was so good. It sounds strange, but it was actually really, really good. It was, yeah. Wow. Um, Such a great place. Um, I want to go back. I know. I would love to go back. I got my um, I got my dual citizenship uh, like last last year um, or year and a half ago. So I've been thinking about maybe I should retire there or buy an apartment in Mexico City or something in the future. We'll see. I would. I was looking at property in Mexico, like a shack on the beach, like but I but probably like in Baja. Yeah. Yeah, you know, near Todos yeah. Santos and Pescadero and mm. yeah. I haven't been there. I want to go. Oh my god. Brian, have you been to Mexico City? No, I've you have and to go. I would love to. I think I think the only place I've ever been is Puerto Vallarta, maybe. <laughs> um, no, so it was like it was, Oh, and then Tijuana when I was a kid, Tijuana. but Yeah. But no, I'd love yeah. to go to Mexico City. I mean, I could just wander streets and eat. I did that in Spain, did that in France. Um, I'm yeah. totally down. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait till we can travel again. I mean, I, I hope it's not so long. I know, me too. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, we had, um, we had a kind of a, we were thinking about maybe subletting our apartment this summer for a month or something and trying to live in Mexico cool. City or New York or something. Uh -huh. That felt real. So That'd maybe next be summer. very cool. Huh. Um, but yeah, you know, there's, you know, when this is all over, we'll all travel again. Mm -hmm. We'll go to these places. Yeah, for sure. We'll go to these places. So um, I have all these different things written down. But I think we like talked about all of them your recipes did have we missed anything like major that you want to bring up i don't know um maybe just what i'm doing now what are you doing now no. i'm talking to you guys <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um i don't know um well i'm i'm trying to get more writing gigs right now so if there's somebody that's listening to this that wants me to um, write some recipes for them and here I'm available. Um, 
Uh, but yeah, I've been, you know, it's an interesting world pitching for stories to different, mm-hmm. different media outlets. Um, the Chronicle is nice because it's regular. I know I can do it. It's always it's there. Um, but in addition to that is kind of reaching out to different uh, websites like Epicurious and this one really cool one called Taste Cooking. You guys ever heard, heard of that one? What is it? Well, it's called tastecooking.com or taste.com. Yes, I get those emails. Um, really, really interesting kind of, uh, you think you know how to make this, but here's a better way how, how to make it. And it's, you know, recipe stories, mm-hmm. usually from, from chefs or people in the industry that have you know been making things for a while. So them and um, what else? I have I've got two- the puppy. He's you not, he's still, he's still napping. I want you guys oh to meet him. Oh my God, I know. Well, I don't want to screw up his nap schedule. But, I didn't um, know that puppies actually napped. They nap yeah, a lot. They, 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 like, really? they play, play, and then they crash. And they crash, huh? Yeah. yeah. Um, so we have two friends that have done their own online uh, cookbook. I have okay. um, our friend Deirdre. She did hers, and hers was about um, creating a party at your house. She started with Barcelona. So her, her online book has things like the shopping list, the playlist, you know, everything is linked because you can link through and it takes you to other places or to buy the ingredients and all that. So she did that one. And then another guy we had on the show, um, Michael Volpat, who has Big Bottom Market in Burnville. He did 50 days in quarantine and every day at like three o'clock, he did a Instagram live or Facebook Mm -hmm. live. And I didn't realize he had this whole thing thought out, but he is now, I just like click because there's just a press release. I wrote the foreword for his book, Mm -hmm. which was, he asked me to do that, which was very nice, but it's, um, he literally, oh, and Bart's wine is in his book, too. I, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. So, like, every sweet. single day, he's got a new dish that he did online, and then he photographed it, and then this is his book. So, you know, there are so many barriers that are gone now that you literally um, can do a book. I mean, an online book, and I think the cost for you is really the food, um, testing your food and things like that. Do your own photography. Um, I don't know the technology exactly. It's so cool what people are doing these days. You know, they're just being so creative. And just like, you know, you're played off from your job, but you're still doing things that are cool. And, you know, like I've, I'm not great at it, but I've been painting again. I've been like watercoloring and trying to get better at that, which is, you know, just a small thing, but I'm so impressed by like all these people that are just like- So creative. So creative. There's those people. And then there's like people like me who are completely freaked out, totally (laughs) shut down, can't figure out how to get creative. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. I mean, I see you doing this podcast, and that seems like you're doing something it's pretty because it's regular. It's like I get to be with my buddy, um, <laughs> get to talk to yeah. like really cool people that, for the most part, love what we love. Yeah. You know, good food. Well, I can't wait to go back to Sonoma and have everything be open, and even the San yeah. Francisco. Yeah. So we're working on the plaza, the, the city's. Um, going to give restaurants space in the plaza. There's been an architect that has been laying it out. It's a really beautiful plan, but he's redoing it again because he had done it six feet social distancing and the city wants it 10 feet. So there's room in between, which makes complete sense to me. And so if restaurants want a space, um, you know, like I sent my insurance, I got an insurance, um, additional insured for the city if it happens like getting all our ducks in row to be able to do this and that's that would be my my puppy (laughs) and um so you know which is a very interesting thing 
So where we are in um, this situation is we've been doing our to-go out of the cafe. We're doing our food truck at the high school, working on catering right now, wineries. It may change when this airs, but um, they have to have bona fide meals to be able to do serve wine on their property. Yeah. And it's not even really do tastings. They can figure out something, but it's got to be with food. So um, we've worked with a lot of those people already. So we were able to, and we had, we had, before all this started, we had launched a new series of menus called something like a taste of Sonoma Valley. I can't even remember what we named it, but uh -huh. um, so, but they're, but they're like boxes. They're like, well, they're not boxes. They were family style, um, less expensive than our normally catering, but not box lunches. So it's like a little bit higher end. So we've been presenting them and people are ordering them a lot this weekend because this is really the second big weekend. People like the first weekend trying to figure it out. So, um, so anyway, letting them get that together. And then at the fig, um, I'm not ready to have people inside yet. I mean, maybe when this airs, we'll be open by that time. But wow. I feel like it's such a quirky building. You know, the dining rooms are small. Like, I think, yeah. okay, maybe I can get two tables in the front room. Two tables, maybe really one table in the middle room. Because there's definitely not yeah. some feet between the two tables. Maybe two tables in the back. Um, the patio, we think we could get 16 or 18 tables, which is decent, uh, but no bar, no lounge. Um, and so what's the point? I mean, yeah, right I totally feel you, you know, yeah. I think about like Zuni reopening with like limited capacity inside and I'm just like, I don't. How does it work financially? All the things I missed about it, the vibrancy are not exactly. going to be there. Yeah. You know, the bartender, like, you know, so there's a bartender, they're going to make, um, you know, drinks for everybody else. So we're going to do a to-go model to start. Don't think we're going to open the patio, but people will come, they'll take their stuff and take it into this, into the plaza. And somebody will either meet them at our area or they'll walk them over, probably meet them. And they'll, they'll have their food with them. They'll have just picked it up. And um, so it's contactless pay. Um, it's everything mm -hmm. is on bamboo, disposable. Um, if they get a drink in a mason jar, they get to take it home. Um, no water service, <laughs> bottled water only for purchase. Um, you know, it's a lot of things that have to get changed in like two hour times and then, you know, 15 minutes in between to do a good cleaning or whatever. Um, and then people, if they want to reorder, they can um, use the app again to reorder and mm -hmm. someone will bring it out at that point. But doing it this way, and even if we have the sidewalk tables available for the same thing, then we're not doing full service. We don't have to really open the, you don't have to open the restaurant. If you're to go, you don't, the restrooms right away. Yeah. And I worry about that. I worry about sanitation. Um, and could you hear wow. that? No. Oh, it was my phone was ringing, which reminds me, Gary Saperstein says hi. Uh, um, hi, Gary. Yeah, hi, Gary. <laughs> I have to call, I'll call him back. But um, the... You know, so we'll see. I mean, step by step, you know, the city, it's like there's so many people involved that it's like too many chiefs. Um, and, you know, <laughs> some people want it all to look the same. Some people want you to have your vibe. Some people, um, you right. know, they, they have to water the grass. So you got to move your table certain days. Um, yeah. You know, there's just, and the ADA scenario, you can't have ADA tables on the grass. So what are we doing? We're going to stick them on the sidewalk where people have, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> we'll see. So when is this supposed to happen? Uh, today, somebody told me maybe not this weekend, maybe next weekend they'll start, but mm -hmm. it may only be like Carlo and me. I don't know. I don't know who wants to do it. 
-hmm. You know, and I think once people really realize what it's going to take, there may be less. Yeah. It's not an easy breezy. No, and people are just going to have to be really patient with everything for a while. You know, it's not going to be the same thing. No, people, you know, it's two, three months of our lives or four months of our lives. It's not the end of the world. It's a long life. And I know people are like really antsy and they want to get out. um, But yeah, it's just not worth it. No, it's not. You have to chill. You have to, you have to wait. Um, Yeah, I don't, we'll see. I, it's going to be a lot of, it's going to need, a, we're going to need to be really adaptive right now mm-hmm. as things open up and these changes yeah. are different. Are yeah. Christian, what's the, what's the one like restaurant or bar that you're really missing right now? Ooh. Um, the girl in the fig? Um, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, um, I'm really missing, uh, uh, this place called uh, La Chichia. Have you guys heard of it? It's like a little Sardinian restaurant. Um, Where is it? In Noe Valley. Um, and it's just a, a husband and wife team. Um, really delicious, like fresh pastas, usually with seafood. Um, really, really, really good. Just like super homey, romantic, small. Um, it's right at the end of Church Street where I think it meets. 29. Okay. And uh, what's in your fridge right now? Uh, so many things. <laughs> so many things. Uh, lots of, let's go luck. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Well, and I, I saw uh, you guys, but. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the preserved kumquats that you made. Oh, those sound <laughs> delicious. They look oh, so yeah, good. Those are really good. Um, I've got those in there. Uh, I've got some tentacles. I've got lots of squash, like kind of fun squash that I got at the market. Some asparagus, some basil that's not really in season, but I'm testing a recipe. Basil. I started curing some anchovies, so I've got some salt pack anchovies in there. Yeah. Um, I love anchovy oil. Like after you finish the last, if you have, if you get them in oil, and you finish them, saving the oil and mm. just adding like a little bit of that to your vinaigrette or yeah, yeah. Oh, that was one of those okay. things that I brought home from Italy. You know, everyone brings lemoncello home, but I brought the little anchovy oil home because it's so Ooh. good. I've also got a whole chicken that I'm gonna think. I think I'm gonna roast it with butter and soy sauce. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you can't make a good chicken, nobody can. Right? Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, should, I should know how to do that. Exactly. Exactly. That's great. No one has ever offered to take us into their refrigerator. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> why don't Why don't we have everyone do that, Sandra? We can start. Today's the first day. I, that was... That that was like three weeks into shelter in place. I kind of started that on Facebook. I, I took a picture of my pantry and then I asked other people to, to take pictures of their pantry. And it was so great because it's, it's just like a medicine cabinet. Like you can really open up someone's medicine cabinet and it tells a lot about that person and their pantry is the same thing. I, I finally, <laughs> finally organized my, my pantry where it actually makes sense, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Ours, if you open up the cupboards right now, stuff just tumbles out. Mine too. <laughs> For the first month. Mu- oh! Oh! oh Albie! <laughs> Sweetie! He, oh my god, you're so cute! He just woke up, so he might have to pee on me. Oh my god, that dog is so cute. He's not going to get too much bigger, is he? I hope not. Yeah, like um, perfect. I I weighed we I weighed him yesterday in a big salad bowl, so he could fit in <laughs> <laughs> and he's three and a half pounds. And, oh my god! Which is about a pound and a half more than when we yeah. got him. Oh, he is so damn cute, man! <laughs> oh, aren't they the best? Yeah. 
They just love that. you so much, no matter Jesus what. Looking my face right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's cutie. I forget what I was going to say now. <laughs> oh well. I know nothing matters after you. Yeah. No. Uh -uh. You. Exactly. And puppies smell so good. They do. You it's know, weird. It's really weird. Like puppy breath is not bad at all until they. No, it's kind of sweet. <laughs> it is. It's true. And then it gets bad eventually, but in the beginning, it's pretty damn cute. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was so fun to catch up with you. Um, I know. Thanks for having me. Really, really, really cool. Yeah. Where should fun. people follow you on Instagram? Um, just at, at Christian Reynoso. Okay. With a B or without a B? A D. No, no D. Okay. No D. <laughs> uh -huh. So Christian, you blind Christian too? I know. <laughs> Christian Reynoso. Um, yeah, and yes, Reynoso. see beautiful pictures and then hopefully we'll see you back at Zuni or writing or looking up your recipes on San Francisco Chronicle. Now mm -hmm. I made the mistake I went to SF Gate first, but they're not there. They're on the actual Chronicle page. Yes, they're on the Chronicle. Yeah, so there's awesome. there is a paywall, but it's not that much. Um, oh, I could see the titles. Yeah. But I trusted you did them right. I did. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thank you so really good much. to see you, Brian. So Stay safe. Enjoy. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. All right, guys. I encourage you to check out the Instagram page and just look at those photos. It will make you hungry, I promise. If uh, you want to check out some of our past episodes, just hit up our website at thebikegoeson.com and follow us at Bike Talk on Instagram as well. We uh, will look forward to talking to you next week. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.